I'm Jago Wexler, and you're listening to the Melting Podcast, which I think I've pronounced right, but who knows? You're listening to the Melting Podcast, a writing variety show featuring a little of everything from everyone, everywhere. Greetings, lexiconosaurs and word chefs, to episode 95 of the Melting Podcast. I am the dish boy, Theo Kazmar, and joining me today, well, they can introduce themselves. Yeah, we can. In order of importance, so you go next. I'm your head chef, AF Grab, and I'm actually more important than dish. And then there's the most important one, me, your grill mistress, Erin Kazmark. No. Yeah. No. They like me best. Oh. I, I actually have no idea if that's true. I, I would guess but I don't, because I'm the one that actually sends out the money. I asked them for it. I tell them to send us stuff. We'll get there. All right. Yeah, we need to do everything else in the episode before we ask them to send us things. Well, some people already did send us things. They did. We would we would like them to hear the things that they sent us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well we only have a one. So he... The thing that he sent us. Yes, because we have a main ingredient story for this episode. <gasps> it's today. so fancy. It is. It's a... Uh, <laughs> I stretch my vocal. Vocal. Vocal? You stretch your vocal. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled my vocal, guys. I was trying to say voice and vocal at the same time. I, I know. I know what you were trying to do. I also heard you fail. <laughs> I my voice acting a little bit on this one, guys. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Hey, we have a kitchen kitty. It's really dumb. There's a new table here. There's a reason I have so many dishes to clean. <laughs> yeah, it's her. I think she agreed. By sneezing, sort of. She doesn't know how to do anything else. Her head is just filled with a light buzzing. <laughs> kind of like the fluorescent lighting in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. We should get that upgraded to those super bright halogen bulbs. I would disappear entirely. <laughs> I'm that pale. I would go blind because it would be reflecting off of all the steel. Yeah. And mm. metal. Anyway, back to the Voigels. So we have a main ingredient story. This is from a, a, a favorite of the podcast. And uh, we're just we're just gonna let you listen to it. Bon appetit. Jen of Sedgeholm by James Silverstein. It started when the chicken turned into gold. I know, I know. Small beer compared to what happened next. But trust me. In Sedgeholm, we'd never even seen a successful spell cast, much less met a sorcerer. So, a chicken turning into gold? Sort of an impressive thing. I was out spreading feed for the chicks and geese in the yard, just like every morning. It was drizzling rain, and I was thinking about Hester, our neighbor. She had curly red hair and freckles, and even though she was chasing after the miller's son, I thought I still had a shot at things. There were rumors she liked girls, too, and, well, she could do worse than me. Of course, my daydreaming made me not recognize the immediate transformation. I was just spreading bits of stale bread for the livestock when I almost tripped over Henrietta. 
She was one of the best layers, and pretty clever as far as chickens go. No mastermind or anything, but she never got in the way of my feet until that morning. I stumbled a bit, and quickly apologized. Mama says that there's no point in apologizing to chickens. They never understand what we say, and the occasional kicking isn't bad for them. I sharply disagreed, even then. More so now. So at that moment, I tripped over Henrietta and almost sprawled out. I looked back. Sorry, Henrietta, I didn't mean to. I trailed off. Henrietta was standing stock still. For those of you unaware, when there's feed to be had, chickens don't just do that. But here we were. I walked over and knelt next to the frozen form of our best egg producer. She had an odd sheen to her. She looked golden. I reached out to touch her. She was cold. Metallic. She was gold. Mama! I rushed back into the house where Mama was knitting a blanket for my upcoming sibling. She was seven months in, and that meant I'd picked up a good deal of the home chores. Mama! Henrietta's turned into gold! She looked at me as if I'd told a particularly perplexing joke with a bad punchline. I guess I couldn't blame her. All right. She trailed off, waiting to see where this was going. Henrietta's turned into gold! Child... She said, in the voice that came after every awkward tall tale she caught me in when I was significantly younger. I mean it! I cried, then grabbed her hand and made for the door. She dumped the blanket from her lap and kept up with me as best she could. My mind was a whirl. We could sell a golden chicken at market, or make a gift of it to the generals. Good fortune, both in luck and money, would no doubt follow. Henrietta looked up at us when we came out, and let out a little cluck. My heart fell as Mama just sighed. I can't be out in the rain, Jennifer. It was all she said before she went back inside. I stood, staring at Henrietta for a long time. She clucked a bit, then pecked at the feet on the ground. Did you turn into gold? Henrietta ignored the question, then headed back to the coop. I followed, keeping a close watch as she went up the small ramp to her nesting place. As she got halfway there, she turned into gold again. What in the... I gasped, walking over to check her out once more. What in the world is going on here? And then there was that voice. It was somehow booming and quiet at the same time. It was like a whisper, but with great gravitas. I called to you. I whipped around, startling the other chickens in the pen. To her credit, Henrietta, now flesh once more, remained calm as a cucumber. Who? Who? I continued to look around. It seemed, for a long moment, like the chickens were my only company. The voice spoke again. It is I. 
I called to you. Who are you then? It is I, Gorvasol. I froze. Then I fell to my knees. Gorvasol. Creator and defender and giver of life. It is I. Well, I'll admit, I didn't know what to say. It's not every day you get talked to directly by God. It seemed rude to small talk. After a long moment, the voice came again. Rise, Jen. It seemed kind of nice that Gorvasol was calling me Jen, like my friends did. So I stood up. But when moments passed and there was no more talking, I decided to broach the immediate subject. Was it you that turned Henrietta to gold? It was I. Um, and back again? The sign was for you, and you alone. So Mom couldn't see it. Gotcha. Um, sign of the golden chicken. I'm a little behind on my Bible studies, I admitted sheepishly. Like, over a year behind. I'd been just keeping my head down and mimicking other kids' answers at church lessons. I have a purpose for you, Jen. What purpose? I muttered. But suddenly I knew what must have been coming, and my heart lifted. Wait, you're choosing me to go to the front lines. All of the great generals had said that they were hand-picked by Gorvasol. I was going to be one of them. And Mama would get to live in a fancy home, and I could send love letters and roses and all manner of expensive gifts to Hester. Yes. I inwardly squeed. I was going to be a general. And no. The squeeing stopped short. Well, I said again after a few moments' pause. What's that mean? It was the first time I heard a deity sigh. <sighs> it wouldn't be the last. What do you know of Besseval? Oh, right, bastards! I punched at the air, looting and pillaging and doing all sorts of unpleasant stuff to those poor folks on the border. I heard cannibalism. They're not cannibals. But Poppy said they were, and she's got an uncle who lives right on the border in Milltown. They're not cannibals. I will admit, I think I pouted a little. It had been such a good story, and Poppy never lied about anything. All right, I admitted with a touch of surliness. Not cannibals, but still right rotters. I want you to go to the front lines. And lead the charge against them. And make peace with them. I swear, for a few moments, the only noise was the rain and some random clucking. Make peace with the cannibals? They're not cannibals. But why? We've got a nice war going. Again, the deific sigh. <sighs> That's the problem. Why are you fighting? 
And keep in mind, the Besavalians are not cannibals. Well, it's Besaval, isn't it? Their so-called god stole your golden harp. So you told us to go to war. I never thought a deity would have an uncomfortable pause, but there we were. It was behind the couch. What? The harp. It was behind the couch. Best of all, help me find it. I blinked. Gods have couches? Why not? I had to nod at the logic of that. So, war's off then? It was all a mistake. I frowned. Why not just tell the generals then? I work in mysterious ways. Why me, then? I have chosen you, Jen, for your piety, your faith, and your purity. I seriously began to wonder if there was another Jen out there that Gorvasal was actually trying to contact, but I figured contradicting him would be the sort of rudeness that got me turned into something a lot less pretty than gold. So, I'm just supposed to ride up to the front and tell the generals, Gorvasal found his harp, war's off. Yes. I frowned. I don't think they're going to listen to me. Have faith, Gorvasal said. I shall work signs and wonders through you. Like turning Henrietta into gold? Just like that. I chewed my lip for a moment and sighed. <sighs> What's in it for me? Either it was particularly good timing, or Gorvasal didn't take the question real well. Thunder boomed outside, close enough to make me jump. Okay, um, can you make sure my mom's okay while I'm gone? Have someone come and do the chores for her? That I can do, the voice said. But you must go, and go now. And like that, the rain outside just stopped. I looked around, unsure what to do next. Next to me, Henrietta clucked. I figured she had a part to play in all this, so I picked her up and tucked her under my arm. Then I walked outside of the coop. Nigel, our old plow horse, was resting under a tree. He'd be the best way to get to the front. I contemplated telling Mama, but I really wasn't sure what I'd say. She'd tell me I had to stay home, and while Gorbasol was a powerful voice, well, trust me, I'd be staying home at that point if Mama said so. As I went to saddle up Nigel, I heard a chipper voice from just over the fence. Oi, Jen. Some weather, huh? Hester's voice made my heart go pit-a-pat, just a little, and as I turned to face her, her lovely smile turned that up from pit-a-pat to thump. Um, yeah. I blushed, just a little. Why are you settling Nigel, then? Heading off to market? Something like that, I replied. Wish I could go. I looked at Henrietta, then at my house, then at Nigel. 
I was going off to the front lines at the behest of my lord. I would absolutely need help. Hey, Hester? She looked at me quizzically. Yeah? You done with your chores? She smiled. Done early, yeah. Um, does your dad still have that sword and shield from the last war? Hester looked at me and narrowed her eyes. Yeah? Why? Think you can get them for a bit? Dad's asleep most of the time now. I figure I can. Why? What's going on? Henrietta clucked under my arm, and somehow it emboldened me. I took a deep breath, stood as tall as I could, and looked toward Hester. I've got some important work to do. Do... do you want to be my squire? So, uh, behind the couch, huh? Yeah. That's where it was. Where I put my instruments. Against all odds. Okay, then. You, uh, you had some fun there, too, didn't you? I had tons of fun. It was great. It creeped me out. I got to be tired and cute. It was creepy. I would agree with her. If I had more time, I would have actually gotten us all doing chicken noises and had us all be the chicken. Unfortunately, oh. that... <laughs> There you go, guys. Pretend. Pre- yeah, we couldn't afford Alan Tudyk. Yeah. But- oh, oh, but if we could have, that would have been awesome. Fuck, fuck. But you know, if you have enough money to afford Alan Tudyk, you could spend it on the thing that this promotion is for. In the distant future, humanity entertains itself with countless hours of podcasts. But the Pottersphere is troubled. Corporate networks and true crime shows rule the iTunes rankings with an iron fist. The year is 2019. Our only hope, the Nostalgia Pilots. Welcome to Nostalgia Pilots, a podcast that for 100 years has fought the evils of outer space. I'm your host, Hugh. I'm Jared. And I'm Jason. And I'm Spence. Four podcasters fight back by watching and discussing classic giant robot anime. Hey, do we have any of those cancers left? You know, the underwater ones? Yeah. uh, yeah. Thanks, that's what we need in this episode is more Drop a couple Saturn rockets to it, it'll be... (laughs) (laughs) Their first mission... Toonami Mainstay Mobile Suit Gundam Wing. Oh my god, you're describing the Spice Girls. <laughs> See? <laughs> you get it! Suit up at nostalgiapilots.com.
Aaron. Yes. What you drinking? Yummy. Yummy? How did Cider. You, how did you make it? Well, it was quite a process. <gasps> I get it. Dang, she was on it this time. I see what you did there. Something is being alluded to. Is I think it might be our next segment. It's a Could processed it food. I know. I know. Ask me. Ask me. But you Theo. already said the answer. Theo. Ask me. Theo. Ask me. Theo. Please. What, what do you think this next segment is? I know. Uh, I know. I know. Processed food. Down home cooking with Wednesday Adams? Oh, I'll go get junior chef number two. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Mm, no, processed foods. Yeah, there we go. Aaron, what was I knew that one. Uh, you should have raised your hand. I did. They couldn't see it. Teacher. Head chef. Leave those kids alone. <laughs> and we have gone full Pink Floyd. On that note, please enjoy this. Uh-huh. You floored the noise. I did floor the noise. It was Yay. Yay. Now we should process the food. So digest? No. I'm already working on that. I Good. had dinner. Good. I will prepare it for processing. We already ate it. No, he'll do the dishes. He's processing those. The next food. What am I processing if you already ate it? (laughs) That's what I was wondering. You just like grab her stomach and shake it around. Please don't. No, no. You don't shake a full tummy. No, what if we shake up words? I get it. Yeah. (laughs) I actually got us back on track, guys. It can be done. I don't know. Peaches. What? Guacamole? Mm Mm-hmm. See? Totally off track again. What? Exactly. Yes. Let's do the thing. The yes. processed food. Yes. I don't know if you picked up on that. Yeah, we've been kind of skirt staking around skirting around it. Wow. That was really bad. That was I'm gonna throw a candy cane at your face. Please don't. Don't be that bad. Okay. Okay. Let's be bad through Google Translate, which is where we take famous things from places and layer it and destruction monologues from movies yeah we're, we're open to plays as well but they have to be extremely well known mm-hmm. and we take them and put them through multiple layers of google translate and then read what with forth our selection today comes from the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy oh goody by dougie adams douglas adams but yeah, from the movie, this is um, when the two missiles get transformed. <laughs> yeah, Theo didn't know what this was. So uh, here's the original, unedited version. It is important to note that suddenly, and against all probability, a sperm whale had been called into existence, several miles above the surface of an alien planet. But since this is not a naturally tenable position for a whale... This innocent creature had very little time to come to terms with its identity. This is what it thought as it fell. Ah! Whoa! What is happening? Who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose in life? What do I mean by who am I? Okay, okay, calm down, calm down, get a grip now. Ooh, this is an interesting sensation. What is it? It's a sort of tingling in my... Well, I suppose I better start finding finding names for things. Let's call it a tail. Yeah, tail. And hey, what's this roaring sound whooshing past what I'm suddenly going to call my head? Wind. 
Is that a good name? It'll do. Yeah, this is really exciting. I'm dizzy with anticipation. Or is it the wind? There's an awful lot of that now, isn't it? And what's this thing coming toward me very fast? So big and flat and round. It needs a big, wide-sounding name like owl, owns, round, ground. That's it, ground. Ha! Huh. I wonder if it'll be friends with me. Hello, ground. Thump. I added the thump. Yeah. Curiously, the only thing that went through the mind of the bowl of petunias as it fell was, Oh no, not again. Many have speculated that if we knew exactly why the bowl of petunias had thought that, we should know a lot more about the nature of the universe than we do now. You guys, it is so hard to not do that exactly <laughs> as it's done in the movie. Oh. <laughs> I've seen like some of it, you just, oh, what's happening? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So now, our version, which has been translated through Romanian, Serbian, Kurdish, Mine. Greek, Hawaiian, so all the vowels, and then back to English. <laughs> Dang it, why does that happen every time you read the first sentence? It is important to watch it immediately. <laughs> and to some extent, I can go mm -hmm. many miles over the land of foreigners. <laughs> But since this is not really true for a horse, <laughs> where did the horse come from? There is nothing in this innocence to mix with his experience. Wait, hey, hey. He was a believer when he fell. <laughs> Lucifer? <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? Why do I have to be? Okay. What is my purpose for life? What am I doing? What about me? That's a cat scratching. That's a cat scratching. It's fine. Is it an issue? <laughs> yes. I'm also kind of like, in the sense that I'm pretty good at saying things names, calling my head lost, is this a good name? <laughs> Will do. Yes. Very interesting. <laughs> I'm a thief by the guess. Okay, then. I gave a clue. <laughs> yeah. Or is it the wind? What's that? The wind. the wind. A lot of weird things are happening right now, right? <laughs> what is coming soon? So big and straight and round <laughs> that it needs to have a broad name like Av, Avenge, Round, Earth. This is Salt. <laughs> Avenge. <laughs> Avenge. Salt. Huh. I was wondering if she would date me. <laughs> Hello, Earth. <laughs> Thankfully, all that's left for Petunia to think is, no, not anymore. <laughs> she will not date him. <laughs> Many people think that if I understand why an applicant believes, we know more about the world in which we are today. Wow. Only Petunia will not date him. Petunia it's will only not partially date true him. for the horse. <laughs> <laughs> where did the horse come from? Where does her whale go? <laughs> I don't think that's a question you want answered. Okay. That um That wraps that up. Yeah. In a nice little salty bow. Uh... <laughs> Thank you.
you know, it really can be hard when we do monologues like that to not read it the way that uh, it is in the movie. Yeah. It is difficult. <laughs> but I think you did it masterfully. I don't know about that, but thank you. you I thoroughly it. enjoyed it. You did it. <laughs> and you wow. were also there. <laughs> Participated. And Theo was present. I can state facts. <laughs> <laughs> That's just your opinion. You know what? Let's uh, no. Let's go with the facts. What can our listeners find on Spotify that's related to the Melting Podcast? I know. Okay, what? The Melting Podcast. Yes! I was going to say us, but I thought it was a trick question. (laughs) It was a trick question. The answer was us. The answer was us. Yeah, we are now on Spotify. have been for a couple months now. It's awesome. Yes, so please give us all the hearts. Go listen to us to your heart's content. (laughs) Uh, That was painful. Now, there are other places on the internet where they can find the Melting Podcast-related stuff. Well, yeah, but we don't care about iTunes anymore. Where else? Podbean. Yes, that's you know where we are originally hosted. Website. We have a website. <gasps> I love websites. Yeah, themeltingpodcast.com. And you can find things there like our current open prompts, which we'll get to in a minute. But I'm thinking more along the lines of, like, Patreon. Yes. Yes. Patreon.com slash The Melting Podcast. For as little as $1 an episode, you can help support the show, helps us pay writers, hopefully eventually pay voice actors, and you get awesome swag in return. Such as? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, you have a cat. She does not know about the swag on Patreon. (laughs) But you can get uh, bumper stickers, buttons, t-shirts, shout-outs on the show, an official title. Personalized yachts. Not on our Patreon. If they send us enough stories and get paid for them and they save up every dollar one day, they might be able to buy a 100th share of a yacht. If you're lucky. As of right now, I think James Silverstein's the one that's getting there soonest. Yeah, man. So if you're listening Word. to this and you're not James, um, you know, write us a story and you'll get paid for it because we're still paying writers. Yeah. Just saying. But you also get access to the once a year Patreon backer only episode. We just uh, early in December released the one for 2019. Which is early for us. Yeah. It would have been like two months earlier, guys, but stuff happened. So much stuff happened. Mm. And um, we're, we're already discussing the uh, segments for the 2020 Patreon Backer Only episode. So mm-hmm. hopefully we might have that one out in like November. Don't make any promises. You don't know if we can keep. You're right. But it would be great. <laughs> what if we got it out in January? <laughs> That's not happening. No, it's not. But what if? Wow. <laughs> what if indeed? Yeah. So you can also go to our swag shop. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash the melting podcast. Yes. There are not spaces everywhere I paused. No, or commas. I was just I was just shattering. Good job. Thank you. But there you can get aprons and t shirts and doggy bandanas and buttons. Pillow, pillow covers. Large bags of unmarked bills. No, you get those at a bank. No, the ones that need to be paid. 
I just don't want to pay bills. <laughs> well, then we won't hire any bills and that'll be fine. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> but yeah, you can get awesome stuff there at our swag shop. And the proceeds from all those sales just go right back into the show. So it's kind of like... A vicious it, cycle. Yeah. It feels runs. funny. Yeah. Too bad Bill's not here. Yeah, we got rid of that jerk. Yeah. Theo didn't want to pay bills. You should have listened. Oh. Bill should have listened. He knew what he, he did. He's marked now. That's his so, middle name. Now let's go back to when Aaron was talking about the website, you know, the com, And to send us stuff. Yes. Because if you go to the melting, if you go to the little prompts tab, I mean, I could tell you the URL, but if you just go to the site, there's a tab that says prompts. You can see our current open prompts. Now, our prompts are for Stoke the Fire Stories, which are 1,500 words or fewer. And we have two open prompts. Now, prompt number 21 is now closed. Is bye-bye. No. It's gone. But. When one dies, it always means another lives. Like a phoenix from its ashes. We'll get to prompt number 23 in a second. First prompt number 22. You're stuck in traffic, and the person next to you tells you to roll down your window. We've gotten a couple of really cool stories from that one, so keep them coming. And our new prompt, number 23. The dead offer you advice, though not always useful. That prompt is another that was sent to us by podcast fan Nick Detting, whose name I'm surely still mispronouncing. I apologize. I'm doing my best. But yeah, he sent so many, and we're still working on getting through them. And so many it's of them are great. so good. It's not easy to pick a new one. It's not. We've got a lot of good choices. So that one is going to be open for six months. Get your stories to us. And you can always send us main ingredient stories. Which are 5,000 words or fewer, based on your imagination. Now imagine this a special effect where it's just a rainbow and then the imagination sparkling along it. We'll, we'll get the sounds put keep, in. Keep the rainbow imagery safe for work, please, people. Because uh, Gus, get out of the happy place. Not, not that happy. Uh, we do try to keep the show pretty much safe for work. So we try to stay away from erotica. Yeah. But other than that, sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. Actually, the sky isn't even the limit. No, there is no limit. The it, limit does not exist. Oh, it's like calculus. I don't like math. I don't do drugs. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. Write things. You know, shoot them to us in the email. You can see how to do that on the website as well. You can money at us at Patreon and at the Swag Shop. And you can heart at us on Spotify. Or, you know, if you're not necessarily of the writerly persuasion or the dollar-throwing ability, just share our stuff. Facebook, Twitter, let people know you listen to us. Spread the word. Yes, we We, we, we like will not much. die of exposure. No. No, definitely not. No. <laughs> but in the meantime... Just send us stuff. And we'll use it to feed the masses. Mm, masses. Okay, this isn't Soylent Green. Mmm, Soylent. Ew. Thank you for listening to The Melting Podcast. You can check out our website with submission guidelines and current prompts at themeltingpodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Melting Podcast. 
or you could email us. TheMeltingPodcast at gmail.com. The Melting Podcast is released under a Creative Commons, attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license, which means you're free to copy it and share it as long as you don't change it, don't sell it, and always link back to the website. Sound effects are by the Free Sound Project. And our theme is by Drew Rich Creek. Send us stuff.